Hello and welcome to the We Are The They podcast. My name is Jimmy Rex and I am the founder of We Are The They, a group and a community committed uh, to becoming the best versions of ourselves through being vulnerable, authentic, and in integrity. And in this podcast, we hope to bring you the stories, the real stories of the men that are a part of this movement, that are part of this community. So without further ado, let's get to the show. All right, so here we are. We have the We Are The Day podcast. Three best friends that ever have been. <laughs> We're the three best we friends. <laughs> uh, so we got Dr. Nick, President Mark in the corner. Looking so regal. Am I? Yeah, you're like sat in the corner with a wing-back chair. You've got a fireplace behind you. Oh, this is where Nick really hangs So out. commanding. <laughs> that is usually my chair. I feel like of the three of us, Matt's definitely the one that would roofie the three of us. Yeah, yeah oh, Alan. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like we can be the we can be the wolf pack, but you're clearly Alan in the group. <laughs> we're letting the dogs out tonight, guys. Can we let the dogs out? Yeah. Uh, so uh, so we're here for the We Are the Day podcast. Um, we are all part of We Are the Day, the second group. Um, and we're just, we're just gonna break it down as to like why we're in the group, what are some of the big breakthroughs we've had. Uh, and what we're looking forward to in the next, well, six months of our first leadership or second leadership. And then where does this go from here? I think that's the most important thing. So Nick, why don't you break it down? Why do you join the group? Oh, so me, I, wow, I'm fucking killing this already. <laughs> do you need a moment? Do you need a, t can we get tissues in Just here? <laughs> Anybody got tissues? Nick's got issues. No. So I, I've known Jimmy who founded the group for since sixth grade, like other than one other guy in the two groups, I think I've probably known him the longest. And uh, we've been best friends since sixth grade. And I was at a uh, his 40th birthday party mm -hmm. where he kind of did like a prequel to We Are The They. None of us knew it. We were like his guinea pigs and <laughs> none of us knew that at the time. He even like gave us all t-shirts. We did a hike of Delicate Arch and he gave us t-shirts with the with the logo. And he's like, hey, this is my men's group that I'm gonna launch soon, guys. Like, I'd love your support. And um, I remember after that uh, birthday party, we he, he put up like an Instagram post and for whatever reason, all I remember from this Instagram post was this like uh, promo that was like, get untethered access to Jimmy Rex. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember. It might not it even like exist. A it might not <laughs> even exist. Sponsored by Mountain Dew. Professor, <laughs> it's it's always in like the stripper announcer's voice. Like, Coming to the stage, Jimmy Rex. He's always exhaling after he smoked. <laughs> Thanks for watching Matt Bar. Matt Barray, sorry. <laughs> That's my stripper announcer's voice. So <laughs> this podcast is not making it to the podcast. You know, Jimmy's going to be like, eh, not a good reason. It's going to end up being 13 minutes long. It's like, what the hell? We talked for an hour and a half. <laughs> Nick tried to do a stand-up joke every two minutes and it just didn't work. <laughs> so good. That's, that's like literally the voice I heard. Like get untethered access to Jimmy. And I was like, well, I already have that. I don't, I don't need that. So I was like, nope, pass. And all of a sudden, like after this group's like first Moab trip, a lot of my friends had joined and I started seeing them like post some like Instagram posts and what they were feeling like from the group. And I had this like 
overwhelming sense of FOMO. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to be in this group. And I actually started really feeling like that calling that I needed to be in the group. I talked to Cody Broderick, who's in the first group and a good friend of mine. And he's, and I'm just like, so worth it. Like, what do you think? He's like, dude, you have to be in this. Yeah. It's, it's life changing. It's like, I cannot even tell you how life changing it is. And you gotta understand for me, I am very cynical. I trust nobody's teaching groups or coaching groups or anything for me. I just see them all as a, as a cash grab. And I think they're all full of shit. Mm -hmm. Like even Tony Robbins, I'm like, mm, really, really? Yeah. And he's like the guy, right? This his world. So, but I know Jimmy and I know Jimmy's heart because I've known him for so long. And so I knew that what he was professing or selling was true. Like he, mm -hmm. uh, at least it came from the right place. I knew he really was trying to create a group of guys that could be the best versions of themselves. It wasn't just a cash grab for him. Um, and so when he opened it, and we, I actually kind of talked to him early. I was like, dude, I think I need in. And we were looking at ways to maybe backdoor me into that first group because he hadn't decided to open a second group yet. And that for whatever reason didn't, didn't pan out. And I went through this like breakup. And after I went through this breakup was right around the time he was getting ready to launch the second group. And I was like, dude, I think I need to be in this thing. He's like, yeah, like that's absolutely like the next step for you. And like, you know, you know, you, mess, you know, you messed up when Jimmy's already put you in the group and you haven't even asked to be in it. It's like, oh, by the way, Nick, you're in the second group. Uh, I know you were kind of on the fence, but you're in. Like, I, I didn't apply, Jimmy. You didn't need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knew that I needed to level up. <laughs> Been watching you for too damn long, bro. Best thing you've ever done? Oh, hands down. I mean, it's it has changed my life in more ways than I even thought possible. Yeah. Like I was going through a lot of changes before I got into this group and I was like, well, this is going to like help me solidify some of these things or help me in some small areas and just like every aspect of my life has improved mm -hmm. just from the group alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that there's definitely other things that have helped, but but this this men's group has been huge. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. And you know, we've we've been accountability partners for well, the last three months now. Um, you know, and we've talked about some feels some, like a whole lot longer. <laughs> yeah, it does in, in a great way. <laughs> like, and, and well, you you both know this. Like meeting somebody you've never met before, you've been part of a, a, an online group until that first weekend at Moab. And, you know, you kind of recognize a couple of faces. You can, you know, it's always weird when you're on Zoom, people have got cameras on, cameras off. You don't really know anybody. But like our friendship is is so deep now because of the issues that we've been able to open up to each other about and talk honestly and frank about. It's like, my, I'd go to the end of the earth for you. If you called me up at like two o'clock in the morning, like, dude, I need to talk, I'm in the shit. I'm like, in person or on the phone? Like, what do you need? Like, I'll be there in a couple of hours if you need me there. Like, I think that's how deep this group is. And like, I'm in Arizona, you guys are all in Utah. Like, you have that very close connectivity. You can just go over to somebody's house. But Jesus, I'd, I'd drop everything and jump on a plane for anybody in the group who needed it. 
you know and that's how empowering it is 50 strangers that have come together in that way and i'm sure everybody in the group would say the same thing like if you needed me whatever you need money clothes time just my 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 ear i'm there yeah well, i feel that for every every guy in the group so. yeah absolutely yeah not just not just your accountability partner like anybody in the group if they needed that boom yeah. they're there what about you mark how'd you get into this nick asked me to <laughs> so, so Nick came to you and was like, Mark, you're fucked up. You need to be in this group. No, he said, you're so wonderful, man. Come join this. No, I, we need a breath of fresh air in the group. We, we should. Yeah, yeah. We need someone really egotistical and huge to come down here and like mix it up with all the bros. Uh, do you even remember the conversation we had? I don't. I knew when I was joining, there were, there were three guys that I was like, I really want to pull these guys in. It was you, Max Jolly and my friend, Brad Clifford. Actually, there were four guys. Eric Ney was in their group as well. Yeah, nah, yeah. And I got two of the four. I got you, you and Max to jump in. I don't, yeah. I don't, tell, I don't remember the conversation. It was in my living room. I don't remember much either, right? But I remember it was like the last day, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like Jimmy like was letting me in, and it was like if you pay, you're in. If you don't, I was just. I remember like paying for the whole year on my phone. Mm -hmm. I think, you know. But yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, that's why. Yeah. I, I wanted to be with Nick. So what was it? What was it about what I said that made you want to like, okay, okay, I'll pull the trigger. Cause I know you feel the same way as I do about coaching groups. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be with you. Thanks brother. That is yeah. some brotherly love right there. I it love is. that. And that's, uh, so it, was, so it wasn't more of a, you know, Oh great. I can finally get something off my chest. That's been, you know, burdening me or laboring me for X amount of years. It's a case of if Nick's going into this, I want to be in it with him to help him through his struggles and handhold and be a friend, be a, you know, be a pal. Well, no handholding, none of that. It was, uh, I like Nick a lot. Mm -hmm. I only have X amount of opportunities to be with him <laughs> without making love. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, uh, to be serious, I got a full I dance card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only have X amount of opportunities to be around Nick. This is a perfect opportunity to be around him a lot. Mm -hmm. And, I don't think it, I think people understand our friendship is like cemented for eternity by being in this group, right? Oh yeah. I mean, we, we hint to each other about it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we'd have been close friends regardless. Yeah. But, um, the group has really, has really helped solidify it. Yeah. Just cause it's, it's not like, um, you know, you kind of, you kind of hear that story and you're like, oh, so Nick was fucked up and needed help <laughs> and mark went in like I, the we're all just men with their own unique problems and struggles and this group has helped us all out in our own in our own way mm -hmm. and i knew that it was going to be i knew i wanted my friend mark there with me but i also knew that as much as it was going to help me i knew it was going to help mark as well mm -hmm. like we were I think you joined the group and you're like, I'm going to join, but I'm not jumping off that fucking cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that's a true story. And we don't have to talk a lot about the cliff, but I was like, yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I wanna, uh, one thing I want to say is I never looked at it like, Oh, I'll come in this group and help Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't look as, at Nick as broken love at it. all. Love that. And I never have, you know that mm -hmm. I don't do that. I don't look at anybody in this group as broken. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially you. But um, it's beautiful to like, I want to be on Nick's team. That's what it was about. For me, it wasn't like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be on Nick's team. Yeah. So it's not like you need to fix him or support him or handhold him, which, you know, I labeled it as it was more of a case of, I love him. He's my brother. And I want to, I want to be there with him. I want to go through this journey with him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's your life. Life is the journey, right? Mm -hmm. You know, these are just opportunities to, to build those relationships tight, like real tight. So when I need something, I got my boys, you know, I'm glad you said that because that's, you know, for me, that's a confidence and a lesson that I've only learned in the last eight months is that I'm not broken. Mm -hmm. And you've, you've got, I don't know, you've had that forever. You've probably had that forever. Like you guys are both two very confident men and I have not always had that. Like, it it's taken a few years of therapy, some relationships and good friends to realize that like Nick at his core is not a broken individual and the choices I've made that I'm not proud of or the mistakes I've made don't define me. Mm-hmm. Um, at my core, I'm a good together, not broken person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's I like, I like that you said that one. Yeah. No, and and so you. it's so true. It really is true. And you know, for, for myself, I, I got into this because a very good friend of mine who is in real estate and I've known for several years and built a very strong friendship with, he joined the first group, you know, he, he knew Jimmy from, you know, other connections in real estate and joined the first group. And he, he openly said, he was like, I think this would be great for both of us. You should join. And I openly said this in Moab. I was like, I, I'm not going to, go in on something that isn't established yet you do it and if it works i'll join the next group if it ever opens up again and we kind of laughed about it and and he went in and just like you i saw him on social media some of the breakthroughs he was having we talked you know every other day and he was telling me about the amazing things he's getting out of the group and he came back from his moab trip and he was like how freeing it was and what breakthroughs he had and he was like if this group opens up again you gotta get on it and i was like okay and like when Jimmy hinted to the first group that he was going to open up the second group, Rob called me. He's like, dude, Jimmy's opening up the group. It opens up on this day. You need to be in this. I was like, okay, I'm in. Like if you, if you tell me it's that groundbreaking, I trust you enough that I don't have to, you know, taste the, I don't have to taste it to be in it. I'm, I just trust you. I'm in. And I just signed up for it. You know, and, and originally I mistakenly signed up for like the, the lesser version of the group, like the member only group, like 350 or whatever it is a month. And I go, oh, I'm in. And Jimmy called me. He's like, you're not in dude. He's like, you're not at the level that Rob's in. If you want into Rob's level, you got to step up. I'm like, okay, well, here's my credit card. Take it away. <laughs> you know, and honestly, it's been, it's been game changing. It's been absolutely game changing. Um, I did see myself as broken in a way, but I put a facade up of, you know, I'm confident I'll step into the room. I'm big, big energy, big smile. And, but I faked that a lot of the time. You know, I faked that confidence. Like, just like Jimmy said in Moab, you know, I've been to events where I'm walking into a real estate event or I'm walking into a, you know, a, um, a function of some sort and I'll be the guy that goes and hides in the bathroom because I don't want to connect with anybody. Like I, I had that imposter syndrome. I'm like, I am not meant to be here. You know, I'm in a room of, you know, millionaires and guys that sell thousands of homes a year and I'm selling 50 and 60 a year. I'm not meant to be in this room. So I'm just going to hide in the back and, you know, hope nobody notices me. Um, and this group has allowed me to get rid of that imposter syndrome. I'm like, I am fucking good at what I do. I just do it at a different scale to other people. You sell a thousand homes a year, I sell 50. That's okay. I helped 50 people that the guy next to me didn't. You know, I'm not an imposter. I'm okay with that. And this group really helped me break down that barrier, you know, really allowed me to open up to who I truly am. I'm like, dude, you're just fine as you are, man. You ain't broken. Stop hiding. 
you know, it was huge. It was really huge. I love yeah. that. So let me ask you a question. You two knew each other before you were in the group, diving a little personal, diving a little deeper. Did you find it harder being in the group to admit to some of the flaws and some of the things in your past that you've done and, and, and be open with the things that you've screwed up in life, knowing that you knew each other of like, oh my God, I don't want to admit this. Mark doesn't know about it. And I'm being forced to admit it in front of a friend of mine. How is he going to see me, perceive me from here? And, 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 you know, either way for me, it was different. I'm a stranger from Arizona. I didn't know any of you beforehand. So I could come in and just, you know, drop a complete bollock of everything I've done. And you'll be like, Oh, okay, well, great. I didn't know him before. Was that a concern for both of you? I would say no for me, but that's cause I, I am probably too much of an open book at times. Gotcha. Like people, people know my history from front to back. And it's um, sometimes for better or worse, my heart's on my sleeve. Um, mm. And it's, and I'm an overshare of my life. Gotcha. So there were probably things there that Mark was like, oh, sounds like you're covering that up a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you may want to put know. that bunny back in the box there, Nick. <laughs> I'll be honest, I can't remember one thing you admitted to down there. No. Neither you. Mm -hmm. You know, and admit it, you know, kind of the circle thing, right? But all the other things. No, I, I, no, it wasn't hard to share in front of Nick. For me, it's not hard to share at all. Because it's going to be. Actually, Nick knew any, he knew everything about me up to that point anyways that yeah. was revealed. Because <laughs> there's going to be people listening to the podcast that aren't in the group that, you know, follow Jimmy and follow sure. the growth of We Are The They and probably interested in joining the group. And maybe they, like you two, they want to get into the group with a friend of theirs, somebody they know that they can go through this journey with. But they may sit there and be like, hey, I want to join this group, but I've got some, I've got some serious demons and I don't want to admit them in front of somebody who I'm friends with in case they see me in a different light. I, I think that that can be that is absolutely the case if you're coming in with a friend who you're not already in integrity with deeply connected with in integrity or vulnerable with because i think that's what creates a real connection and that's the power of this group as you come down and it's just there's there's no allowance for disingenuity there's no allowance for anybody to put up that fake kind of bullshit because it, it you just see right through it yeah and so Mark and I already had a friendship that was like fully connected. Like we were already open with each other and trusting each other. If I came down with a buddy that I was like, like posing for or trying to impress, then yeah, it would probably would be a little different because of like, Oh, I don't want this guy. I don't know mm -hmm. if I want this guy to see me this way. Yeah. Um, and so that's why it was different there. I, for me, um, one of the reasons that's made this group so easy to like dive headfirst into and be all in on is because I've seen Jimmy before he made changes in his own life. So for you guys that have only really like known Jimmy from the foundation of this group, mm -hmm. I think that's got to be, you know, logarithmically harder yeah. than it is for me to accept because I'm like, Oh shit. Jimmy's a whole friggin' different person. Absolutely. I'm going to join this group. Cause he obviously knows some stuff that I don't and has made these massive changes in his life that I can see mm -hmm. you guys are just like, Oh, that seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Let's see what he has to say. Yeah. 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 But I know where he came from. Yeah. 
I know what he was like when he was a dick in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and wanting, no, he, was, he wasn't. Sorry, we, were, we, were, we were good sorry, friends. Sorry, Jimmy. We, we were all dicks in high school. <laughs> but it's so for me to be able to see the difference, it's a like easy. So yeah. that's why I'm impressed by you guys being able to look at a person, judge a person based on not knowing them previously and say, yeah, I believe that guy. Yeah. But isn't part of the magic of the group? Aren't we just sick to death of posing? Oh, God, yeah. God damn it. Nothing mm -hmm. was so liberating. Like, get the hell out of my life if I can't be myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Doesn't mean I got to be the worst part of me all the time. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I'm just, I just can't do it. You mm -hmm. know, when we're talking about it, you know, it's like, you know, bringing down a friend, you're kind of like posturing around. Not that I haven't done that or still do that sometimes, right? Like, not a friend, right? Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. Like, I need some real, genuine, authentic bros in my life. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. You know, we talked about this on your podcast, Mark. Like, I I've, I cried in front of fifty guys that I've never met before. You know, and and I barely cry. Like, I've cried at big family events, like my grandmother passing away, or things have happened in my life that are very very deep and meaningful for, for me. But crying about my own shit and my own like mental you know torture that I I deal with myself, like crying over that, I'm like, bro, suck it up. Like, what are you doing? Like, compartmentalize that. Just move on. And you know, my my emotions manifest themselves in other ways of through arrogance maybe through anger you know whatever outlet it can use instead of just being emotional and crying and you know for me to like you mentioned on your podcast like when i came up off that cliff jump i was bawling my eyes out and i absolutely was and i bawled my eyes out through the circle ceremony and writing down the reasons why i hated myself and now why i love myself and the ayahuasca like i literally cried the entire weekend um and we were talking about this off air mark you know the, when we were doing that that experience on the one night like you were sat right next to me, me nick and you just like held me like, and that's so empowering to, you know, for a stranger who you've literally met with for within 36 hours to just connect with you so deeply and emotionally without saying a word, just that sense of being held and being loved was it, it, like, that made me cry even more. I was like, oh my God, I literally have people in this room who love me and they don't know me and they don't need to know me to love me. That's massive. You know, it was, it was just such an raw emotional state. It was, it was phenomenal. Um, and not being able to put on that brave face of like, well, you know, I'm ex-military and I'm British and, you know, hurrah. And, you know, I've got a mask on and, oh, I don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Fuck no. It was, it was liberating to be so emotional. I think the most beautiful thing in this life, if you can find people who will love you unconditionally, like truly unconditionally. Yeah. Nothing's more beautiful than that. Oh, absolutely. You know, why yeah. you love your kids so much, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unconditional love. Flaws and all, you yeah. know? you can get your spouse to a position where you both love each other unconditionally, you're going to have a really good life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, you know, I'm married, Mark, you're married, you know, Nick, you've, you know, you've been married and divorced and, and whatnot. Coming back from Moab, being able to now be, you know, take that mask down and be emotional and like my connectivity with my wife has deepened because I can be authentically emotional and, and, you know, one of the things I learned, I learned through Moab, through the experiences and the conversations was to let her in. And I'd realized in Moab, I'd literally had my wife and kids at arm's length because I didn't want to see them, the true me of how I saw myself, mm -hmm. which was worthless and un unworthy of love and not meant to be here. And, you know, all those sort of worthless 
feelings I had about myself, I kept my kids and my wife at my arm's length. Like, I don't want you to see that or feel that. And through that, I, I've literally held her at a distance for all of our marriage. And coming back from Moab, I, I you know, I told her that. And I was like, listen, I'm, I'm, I apologize. I've held you arm's length and I don't want that anymore. I love myself. I'm worthy and I'm meant to be loved. Like, I'm letting you in. And since Moab, our, you know, our relationship has got better and we've had some ups and downs and we've had some, you know, stuff we've had to deal with, but it has become unconditional love. Um, and so much so that she's now in the women's, you know, the women's group of, of We Are The Day. And she's going through her own journey of dealing with trauma and, connect, you know, the connectivity of this group. It's, it's a, yeah, it, it's changed my life. It, 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 unbelievably. It's definitely ruined or fixed every interaction I've ever had with anyways. I ruined is that's why I say fixed is probably the better word, but between the group and for me, plant medicine, like I don't want a connection with anybody that's not real anymore. Like it's, it, it is, I can't do small talk anymore. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of penetrated every aspect of my life. Like I go to, I, I go to work and I'm in the operating room and the people that I operate with, like, this is the stuff we talk about now. Mm-hmm. And it's real connections. We don't, we don't talk about the fucking weather in my OR. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. The, and people know coming into my OR, like we're going to talk about problems in lives. We're going to have real connection or Nick's going to just be an open book and talk about his shit show of a life or it's, um, it's real stuff. Like I, and I just, every single interaction I have with somebody, I don't, I don't even want that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I was talking about this with my friend, um, Eric Nay. He was on, um, my podcast a week ago and he and I have only been friends for probably two years or so. We haven't known each other that long and we're both very busy. We don't see each other more than maybe once a month, but because it's a real connection, like as soon as we see each other, it's just, we're like, we're right where we left off. Mm -hmm. It's a deep connection. We don't talk about like just random BS pleasantries. Yeah, Yeah. It's just real life. Have you found it easier to recognize people who are faker? Now you've been through, like six months of we other day and realize what a true unmasked individual looks like when you're when you're having conversations in business or you know in in all of our businesses you look at it and be like dude i know you're hiding something not you know i don't know what it is but there's a facade there you know have you know have you been able to recognize that more easily now that we've kind of taken our own facades down and our own masks down i think so you don't know if i look for that you know if i'm being honest with the question yeah I, i get what you're asking but i don't know I don't know. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I felt that way with people. Interesting. Well, you, you know, you mentioned off air that, you, you know, you're, you're pretty trustworthy. You know, you're a very trust open guy. Like you, yeah. you stand behind your words so much so that if somebody comes back and says, Hey, well, Mark said this, or you said this six months ago, like, hold on a minute. That's not something I would say. Yeah. That's not what I would say. So that's, that's incorrect, yeah. you know, because you stand behind your word coming into the, we are the day without you know, issues like myself or Nick had, what's something that you took away from the group that you didn't expect to take away from? Um, I didn't expect to take away the way that I feel about myself with my accomplishments. So one of the things is, so the 50 badass lists, Mm -hmm. you know, Nick and I actually went off by ourselves and read them to our, to each other, which I thought was freaking awesome. And my list, I actually had like moments of shame with it. Really? 
Yeah, because I didn't write down anything from my past that I thought was badass, right? There was okay. nothing financial in there other than I said I've made a lot of money. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? I just, most of it was like, I'm a really good friend. I'm good to my spouse, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like all these things that I actually hold more dear than, you know, one day I sold five security systems or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but as people were reading them, I actually started feeling shame. Like, oh shit, I haven't written down anything like cool. You know what I mean? Like, really? Yeah, I just, I'll let you read the list one of these days. Yeah, no, I'd yeah. love to. Tomorrow, come over tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. yeah. I think yeah. I have it in the house tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, and then, so what I did is I made a million dollars in one day once, okay? And, um, which sounds insane, right? But I can explain that later. Mm -hmm. So I actually scratched out the 50th one and wrote that in. And then I was so angry with myself for writing that in, I scratched it out again and rewrote the other thing. Right, because I'm like, that's just stupid. That's not you. Like, it's not something you would say, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm more like, if people come to me, I'm not the guy that's like, well, I've done all this awesome stuff, and so let me bless you with my wisdom, mm -hmm. right? It's just not my jam. I'm more like, what are you doing? What's up? What do you want to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in my limited experience on certain things, this is how I would do it that way. Like I want to give just the most honest, true feedback to people that I think will actually impact their decision making. Right. Love that. For example, if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I want to start investing. What, what should I do? How much money do you have in a month? 500 bucks. Let's go do some stocks. Mm -hmm. And here's the exact four stocks that I would buy. You know what I mean? Like I want to give them real things. I am not going to be a self-help book that just goes, go do it, bro. Yeah. You know, that would take 200 pages to say that. It's just, I just hate that shit. We've talked about that a million times, you know, mm -hmm. like I want you to know when you're my friend, when you come to me, it's a hundred percent, honestly, what I would do if I was in your situation, mm -hmm. which is why I don't view people as broken. I love that. I really feel like everyone's a light switch. Yeah. This conversation in 20, 40 minutes will be over. It's done. Nothing we can do about it. You gotta just keep pressing forward. Yeah. So when you wrote that list, that, that list of 50 badass things, if you would, if I was to ask you now to write that list again, would it be a completely different list? Exact same list. Exact same list. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Think I stick to my guns on that neck? Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot from you, man. <laughs> and it's, you I know, learned a lot from you too, man. I mean, the, I, I love your list too. They're just, there's such a dynamic, different exercise for each individual person, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, the exercise, if, if we're being honest, like the exercise is geared more towards guys like me who don't feel like, the, who, who don't recognize the greatness of the accomplishments they've already had in life, right? And, and you know, to th that whole weekend Jimmy designed where that first night you're getting, you're building yourself up because the next day we're kind of breaking oh. breaking ourselves down. <laughs> you, you, a wrecking <laughs> ball then, literally comes in and just yeah. knocks you on your ass. And then we're building ourselves back up again. And... So for me, for somebody who constantly um, up until then was tearing himself down, it was, God, it was hard. Like I, I mean, we were told what, three months before the Moab trip to start thinking about this badass list we were gonna create. And I had our friend Max like sent me like soon as we got off the phone call. So. We're on a phone call with the group. This is three months before we have this St. George, or sorry, the Moab trip. And Jimmy says, okay, you're gonna write this badass list. 
write down, you know, at least 50 things that just make you a badass. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'll think about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And literally 10 minutes after we get off the call, my friend Max, our, our friend Max sends me this list of like 20 of the sweetest damn things that ever been told by anybody, male or female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just said, hey, here's some things to get started. Okay. And I was like, Nick is a badass because of this, this, and this. Because he's the, smart, the exact really thing. smart, like Mensa smart. Mensa level smart. <laughs> <laughs> he did the exact same thing to me, Matt. Did he really? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I think mine was eight minutes after, but. Yeah. <laughs> after he got off the phone yeah. with Nick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was good. He's like, I'm going to fire one off real quick to Mark. Oh, <laughs> now I got to figure out what to do in these eight minutes for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, one, this one takes a little more thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's who Max is, though. Max is kind of somebody who is really cares about others just at his core and and it's, yeah. and shows it in those small meaningful ways mm-hmm. um but even even after that like we still got to moab and mark max was like did you finish writing your list and i'm like no i haven't <laughs> <laughs> and he was kind of pissed he's like mark nick hasn't finished writing his damn list and oh, and I was also like, yeah, that son of a bitch. <laughs> I hadn't done it either. <laughs> oh, that, that, what a terrible human. <laughs> what, when they had us ride it, like I was, I went full in though. I was like, okay, hey, like I'm, I will put my heart into this. And so I had to think of some things. And some of my things were really, really hard for me. Some of my things were, um, they were hard to write down because I feel like, I don't know. I, this is similar to imposter syndrome where you just feel like you don't there's things that you're proud of Mm -hmm. but you don't want to like just like trumpet them up or be proud of them because you feel like oh if i do that i'm not i'm not humble yeah 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 or i I shouldn't be as proud of that and there's also things too when you think about it it's like well that doesn't really make me a badass it's like it's just something anybody else would do but then when you speak to everybody else they're like actually no dude that's that's actually pretty badass you know and i struggled with the the list you know incredibly like i didn't have a a badass childhood i didn't you know i didn't do crazy cool stuff and and it wasn't until like i started really thinking about it i was like okay well i joined the military at 17 well that's pretty badass not a lot of people do that you know that's pretty cool i did did some tours overseas that's pretty badass and i was having conversations with clients and friends and you know they'll say well you know tell me what you do oh you play rugby and i was listening for the that's pretty badass and i was like oh fuck i'll add that to my list you know so yeah yeah i played rugby and i you know played rugby in south africa with the military like well dude that's pretty badass i'm like Oh, fuck, I'll add that to my list. And it took like those three months of like just having genuine conversations with people. And when people said, that's pretty badass, or that's pretty cool. I'm like, cool means badass. I'd add that to the list, you know? And that's, that's how I came on my list. But I, to sit down and trying to think to myself, like what makes me a badass? I was, I was really struggling, really. Because I just, I didn't think at the time that anything that I'd done up to that, up to that point was really badass. Like people have done it before me. People who do it after me. Doesn't make me any different. And I'm not a badass, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, the, the whole badass list was, was pretty tough. And, you know, we read ours to each other and then, you know, read them back to you. You know, you each read your own list to your, to your partner. And then they, when they read the list back as if it, as if it was them, like I was listening to some of the things, Nick, you were reading back to me. I'm like, that's, yeah, I feel proud of that. You know, that's, that's pretty badass. Yeah. And, you know, and then when you do it in a circle and you hear everybody kind of read through their list, you're like, Jesus Christ, that is badass. And that's really badass. And, and that really sets the tone of like, I am surrounded by a group of badass men. 
you know when you've got guys that have come back from you know real problems you know suicidal attempts and suicidal thoughts and you know they've dug themselves out of a hole there's guys that have lost you know a lot of money and have been completely broke and then they've come back and now they own multi-million dollar companies you're like that's badass and listening to everybody go around that circle you just think to yourself i am in a i'm in a really cool room of people right now mm-hmm. you know and when you look around the room and you think i, I i'm they're looking at me thinking the same way like it empowers you almost i'm like you know life's pretty good right now you know that's yeah, yeah. pretty good um we need to get you on a mic in here dakota Snuggle us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Share my mic. Want to snuggle? Dakota always sneaks in here on these things, looking good, and he refuses to come and get on here. We'll get you. We'll get you, Dakota. God damn it! You belong. You're in. You belong, Dakota. <laughs> if I can, you sing, Dakota. Can you serenade us? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you at the next event. Um, talking about you know the 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 future of we are the day we're six months into this what are some of the things that you are hoping for or looking forward to as we move forward and with, with the, we are the day and i know a lot of it is you know we don't know what's coming down the pipeline we know the kind of phases that we're going into you know the next three months is all about finances and wealth and investment building and stuff like that what's some of the things that you're super excited about do you like i can't because you, you know people in the other groups right so like for instance rob he's six months ahead of us i know what they're i know what's coming down the pipeline I'm like sure. i'm really fucking excited for that sure what's some of the things you guys are excited about hopefully i can get a queen to be long in the queens. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. We've talked about this, Nick. <laughs> We're working on Nick loving Nick. Okay. All right. This isn't this this isn't like the we are the day like swipe left, swipe right. I just feel like maybe they're gonna make me do the group twice because <laughs> Nick still doesn't have a, you were supposed a to be significant other. <laughs> he can't be in the group anymore. Oh I'll God. tell you one thing I want to go after. What's that? And this is gonna be insane and I'll probably well. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to go after. I want to beat one of those UFC guys. You want to beat one? Be, be one of one. them? Beat one. Oh, dude, look at the fucking size of you. You like them fucking mountains. That's what I'm saying. I got the drums. size. I don't got the skill. Let's see what happens in the Dude, middle. you don't need a skill. Look at the size of your hands. You could just like kill somebody Let's with not a one. crazy. Like well, a one punch wonder over there. pretzel, dude. I'm all just like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was actually, here's what crazy thought I was thinking, right? Well, well, I was going to ask Dakota, but he shouldn't be in here. <laughs> he doesn't have his mic like, on. Dakota, Dakota, he shouldn't be Dakota, in here. Dakota, fight you? Yeah, yeah. No, so. I, I kind of want to like be the first guy to volunteer. I don't know if I don't want to make that my thing, but like I kind of want to be the first guy, right? And then not tap, just let them take me out. And I'm just like, won't do it. Like so freaking stubborn that I just won't tap. I'm like, eh. oh, Mark's unconscious. EMTs. Yeah. <laughs> do we have a doctor in the room? We need I'll, wake up, I'll just be like, never back down. <laughs> so here's here's the thing, dude. I know I'm terrified of that event actually because I you've never been in a fist fight. I don't, well, I'm not worried about that. I've I wrestled in high school, so I actually I have some okay wrestling training. I'm not I was never really very good. I beat the same kid twice my sophomore year. I went two and twenty six. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> same kid twice, bro. <laughs> um, but um, I have a bad shoulder. Oh, this shoulder here not- it comes. Have you heard this? He's planting the seed already. I've got an injury and. I will do it. I have zero qualms doing it. I just know that at some point I will overextend the shoulder and I will dislocate it. And that's fine. It's going to hurt like a bitch. And then I will. It, it will cement your badass. I will relocate it. I'll go full like lethal weapon and get the I was shoulder. I just thinking Mel Gibson lethal in. weapon. Yeah. That's badass. And people will 
yeah, I'll solidify my place. I'll pass out because as soon as that thing leaves the joint, I'm gone. Yeah, I know it's I know <laughs> I it's happening. <laughs> I know it's happening. It terrifies me, but um. So you want to you want to be a UFC fine. fighter? Yeah, I don't know what that means. So I don't want them to beat every one of us. I wanted to be like, I want to be badass. Yeah, yeah. You know. Right? Okay, so you don't want to tap out. Yeah, it, it's it's. I probably will not tap out. Yeah, no taps, just death. Yep. Done. Okay. Death only. Deal. Nick. I am truly excited for the end game with this and where he's going with it because the idea is that so this is a two and a half year program mm -hmm. and at the end of this program we continue on as leaders with essentially our own group of people under us. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how he is able to make that implement that happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, I've already started implementing a little bit of it in my own life. So we have, um, like, uh, in our group, Mike McHenry has done since 2015. I think he said he does a monthly power breakfast with his staff and they get together and they do like a workout or a hike and then they have a breakfast and like an inspirational speaker or something. Mm -hmm. And it's just like how he has built the culture within his team. And so he invited um, Mark and I and uh, uh, Max came as well for like a morning workout. And I thought it was just like the dudes going to work out. And it turned out it was like one of these power breakfasts and his whole team was there. We were the only outsiders there. And it inspired me. I was like, holy shit, I'm doing this with my group love that and so it's already in the works mike's going to come be the first speaker um i've got about 100 employees between surgery center med spa and clinical practice so it's going to be a big group and we're going to do it we're going to start quarterly <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It's, we'll, yeah start small yeah, exactly. we'll, and we'll build up but i like i think it'll be such a nice team building thing and i'm all and it's it really it's me having a chance to take the things that we're learning in this group and implement them among my work family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm along the same lines. Yeah. You, know, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big believer of like paying it forward. Like, you know, we've, we've paid our, we've paid our dues. We've put in the time, we've put in the effort, we've put in the breakdowns and the tears to get where we are. Like it, it would be, it, it wouldn't be right for me to not, pass that on, pass that forward, you know, in, in every aspect with anybody I meet, you know, if I hear somebody's having a bad day, like stop what you're doing and give them your attention. You know, that's one thing that I've been terrible for in the past is like, if somebody comes to me and they're having a bad day, like I'm half listening, but I'm like, I don't want to hear your fucking drama. Like I got my own shit going on. You know what I mean? Like I can't absorb, like I'm not a shit blanket. I can't just keep listening to people's shit. But then I've realized, you know, through this group, like, I, I have like it doesn't mean I have to take it on board, but it doesn't kill me to listen, you know. And so that's one thing I want to move moving forward is from the empowerment of the group is like listen to people. Like if they're having problems, listen and maybe give a little bit of advice. You know, I'm not going to fix them in any way, shape, or form. Just let them know they've got they've got a support system and they can always talk to me and I'm always available. And if they ask for my time, I am a hundred percent committed to that. I'm not on my phone. You know, I'm not watching TV. I'm not doing, you know, not driving. I will pull over and I will listen to you and I'll talk to you and I'll just whatever you need. Like just that, that for me is what I want to do, take from this moving forward because, you know, you guys in the room have done that. Jimmy does that so well. You know, if you actually, you know, like Jimmy, you know, he mentions on the group every morning, like if you want to talk, 
I, I, we can go walk and talk or you know you can call me when I'm on my walk I will give you an hour of my time every morning and just listen and that is one thing I want to implement moving forward you know so we've got this guy wants to kick a UFC fighter's ass Love that. that might be more than I said, but yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Mark's like, do you remember what he said earlier about I know what I said and how I said it? Like, yeah. that is not what I said. Not quite how I phrased it, but let's see what happens. Yeah. Dude, I think he's got play back, this. Play back the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> gonna end up in a freaking reel somewhere and those guys gonna be like, I'm gonna kill that dude. Yeah, freaking that's definitely, that's definitely B-Rock. Mark's yeah. on a bulletin board before these yeah. guys show up. When he's walking the room just staring at me, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but game on. No, <laughs> yeah, Mark's like, oh, I didn't say that, but yes, I will kill you. Yeah. Um, I love it. Well, guys, this has been an amazing podcast. It really has. I'm really excited to go through the next, what, what do we have, another two years together of doing this, um, which is exciting. I can't wait to see how our friendships deepen and grow and how we start to really weave our lives together. You know, we were at lunch yesterday and we were coming up with some crazy shit that we we're planning to do uh, just in general. Um, you know, I'm actually here from Arizona this weekend in Utah. I'm, I'm staying with Mark and I'm staying with Nick and I don't think I've been allowed once to get my hand, my wallet out of my pocket. And when I have done, they've literally bitch slapped me and we're like, no bro, you're our guest. I'm like, yeah, no. and again, three months ago, we didn't know each other right. and, and here we are you know i'm going to friday night lights with with nick and mark's throwing a party at his house and we're going to tell like this is amazing you know it's a it's friendships we never thought we'd have so well it's it's great friendships and all all the guys in this group are guys who are already doing big things with their lives like really mm -hmm. ev everybody individually was on a trajectory on a path of trying to do something big or trying to be the best version of themselves. That's, I mean, that's why we're here. Like, yeah. This resonated with us because we were all on that path. And so the power of this group is the synergy that the group creates, right? Like I'm going to create and be so much more with this group behind me than I would have been without it behind me. Oh yeah, so and, true. And I think that's the real power of it. Yeah. Okay, so to finish off, for people that are listening that aren't part of We Are The Day and that are interested in the We Are The Day, 30 second soundbite to tell them the importance to, to get them off the off the fence and into the group. Yeah, um, I'll go first. So um, a little off the cuff, if you wanna be better, if you wanna stretch yourself, if you wanna go into something that you can commit yourself 100% to and go all in, join We Are The Day. Love this that. world needs strong men. Be one of them. Amen. If you want to stretch yourself, there's nothing like 50 dudes to make that happen. <laughs> we went there real quick, yeah. ain't it? If anybody doesn't know, Nick is a plastic surgeon. He can help with that. Stretching is his middle name. You, you can cut that part out. I just had to say it. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> Jimmy's gonna listen to the raw version of this and be like, never again, <laughs> never again. Dakota needs to create a clip and be like, Jimmy, I've got your next Instagram post. <laughs> Why do that? Just put it on there and surprise him. <laughs> um, what is my pitch gonna be here? Um. All right, so for me, this is, I always, 
I, I'm somebody who really kind of deflects with humor a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So even even now, with as much with as much love as I have with the group, yeah, um, and as much love as I have for the group, I still sometimes deflect, right? Like every Tuesday, we've got the call, and most Tuesdays I'm operating, and so I put the call on in the operating room so that we can listen. And my staff listens, and if there's anybody new in the room who doesn't know, they're like, wait, what are what are we doing? I'm like, oh, it's just my men's cult. Don't worry about it, and. It's it's helpful to deflect, but at the same time, it's something that I'm really, truly proud of and proud to be a part of. Um, I think if you're considering how to be the best version of yourself and you don't know what to do, or if you're at the top of your game and you're like, God, what's the next level? Like, this is there's not a better place to be than than right here. Yeah, because um, you're going to be forced to get vulnerable. You're going to be forced to um, take down some of your own walls and build them back up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that, dude. Not a better place for it. No, you're right. For me, <clears throat> I would honestly say if you have, if you are fighting demons with yourself you know, hourly, daily, you know, whatever the, whatever the circumstances are, and you want to be truly free of that. And like you said, you want to level up and build and live the best life you can demon free and in integrity and learn to love yourself and have others around you love you deeper. Then that's what we are there for to, you know, just being a, a, just living a free life, demon free. I think that's what we are there for. Awesome. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Love you guys. Thanks for having a brother. Love you. Love you too. Thank you, Matt. I love you guys. I love you too. Thank you again for listening to the We Are The They podcast. If you have more questions about this group or joining this community of amazing men, by the way, we do have women in the group as well. As of now, it's just the wives and girlfriends that are connected to the men in the group, but we hope to be expanding that soon. It's called the, the Queen's Edition of the program, but you can check us out on wearethetheymovement.com or check out our Instagram, We Are The They. And we would love to hear back from you. If you're interested in applying to be a part of this group, just go again to wearethetheymovement.com. Thank you.